Besides having Pistol Grip Pump, a, a great kind of classic L.A. hip-hop song that kind of gets you here on the radio. You know what? I was at the Dodger game. I was at the Dodger game um, the, this last season, and when the Dodgers scored a run, it was like, Pistol Grip Pump. Pump. It was so really? dope. Yeah, dude. I was wow. like, dude, I was so happy. Like, when the Dodgers got, like, a hit and, like, the run came across, it was like, your song played. Or, you yeah, know what I mean? Dope. Like. That's when you know you've made it, bro. man. Not not a not a month not a month goes by that I don't walk down the street and I hear like pistol grip pump bumping out of somebody's car. You know what I'm saying? It's like a classic song. Rage Against the Machine actually covered it. You know what I'm saying? And and back in the day and like you know showed you that kind of tribute, which is dope. And um, so we're, we're gonna get into it. You know, I got my man Ten in the house. Um, you were gonna be one of my guests anyway, so you just kind of fell into it. So I want to talk to you. You know, me and you go way back to the good life. Um, to the good life days when when I remember going to the good life at 19 and you were you were like you you know along with freestyle fellowship obviously Medusa Jurassic Five CVE Hip Hop Clan Funky Trend Dark Leaf and, and numerous others you were you were one of the you know like you were one of the stars of of, of that era and at, at that time that was I, I caught you right at the time when you when you got signed to Immortal Records at the time and uh, you know tell me tell me a little bit about the process of like how you went from the good life like did Adrian discover you, or how, how you were at the Good Life rapping? How did you get discovered by Immortal? Did Adrian discover me. I, I, I'm asking. I'm, not, I'm saying because I don't know. Shit, don't be mad at me, fool. All right, tell me. See. How did it happen? Break it the fuck down. He's wrong for that. He. The first question. He's trying to push buttons. I know shit that other Adrian. people don't know. So that's why we're, we're talking oh, about shit like that. Okay. I don't know. Uh, listen. First, I want to say, if it was not for the Good Life, it would not be a rock. All right. 
then I will say that, you know, I was doing a lot of work. Uh, Freestyle Fellowship, or Managed to Land, a uh, verse on their album, uh, really did that. I mean, I, I really did it. Like, they gave me the stamp of approval, man. That, And, I mean, I don't know. The good life, the good life did it for all of us. For sure, for sure. And, it was uh, a training ground for, and, and a spotlight for... For, you know what I'm saying? For especially like I said, for you at the time where there was that little spurt where like Freestyle Fellowship got signed to Island Records, Abstract Group got signed by the Grand Royal Cats, you know, you got signed to Immortal. I remember I remember wasn't it uh was it T Love? And then then somebody didn't they get signed to Capital right, for right, a hot second. Right. You know what I'm saying? There was all these kind of like all the, the good life MCs, you know, were that were prominent and making noise, you know. I mean, okay, we don't even have to go to, to that tip. You know what? Let's go. Let's take it back, actually. I mean, because obviously the first time I saw you was at was at the Good Life, and I was like, oh my god, this shit's sick. Whatever. What What was your origin of rapping? Like, that's what people I want to know. Like, when were you when you first started rapping? The first time I started rapping was the day after I heard Sugar Hill Gang album, which was the first album I ever heard of. I uh, got it for a Christmas present. I believe it was a year or two out of date. I lived in Oakland, you know, and things. Travel to us kind of slow. You know, I was born here. Uh, when I was six, I moved up there. So I, I was up there maybe 15 years old, 14 or 15 years old. Got the album. I was freestyling the next day. I didn't even know what I was doing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Same thing I see little kids doing. You know, uh, some of the homies' kids, they're sitting there rapping, and they don't even know what the hell they're saying. I don't know what the hell they're saying. But they believe it, <laughs> and I believe it. I don't know what anybody's saying these okay? days. Bro. I'm like an old man shaking my face like... Chance the Rapper, what is that? You know, well, like, I think our brains slow down really, 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 really slow, man, when we get older, dog. Yeah. Well, I think we ha we naturally, like, the thing is that people like us have now have been listening to hip-hop since we were, like, 10 or some shit. Now we're in our 40s or, or late 30s, early 40s. You know, you kind of, like, when you hear somebody like a Kendrick Lamar or, like, whatever the shit that's out right now, you kind of, like, it's not even that you hate on it. You just kind of are like, I heard it before. Right. You know, right. so it's They're like it's hard for you to new. be impressed because it's not doing anything new. So it's kind of like people take it as you're kind of hating on it when in, inadvertently you're just like, oh, it's cool. I just heard it before. And you kind of want to hear original shit because when well, you're young, everything's original to you. Thank goodness for that because then old guys like me and you continue to work when guys put out white ass material. And, and you go, not that Kendrick has done that because we are talking about Kendrick. Kendrick is really one of the new stars of it, and I, and I really like Kendrick a lot. He's super dope. Right. But for the most part, these guys are really, really, really simply whack. And, you know, it's it's uh, it's causing the fan to look to the past. These young kids really don't know about us until they get tired of hearing the bullshit on the radio. They go, oh, my God. I don't like this shit anymore. And then they go and they start to be, you know, students of the of the art and they find us. And so I, I would say I'm 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 happy that these kids are not really doing their job here lately. Because, right. Because I get to work now. I like I like Kendrick Lamar. I I like when I like when Devin the Dude made that album though. First. Devin the Dude was real. Okay, let's see. There so you it's go. like the same. I just oh, fucking with you, man. No, that, that's a joke. I tell that joke all the time. But anyway, no, no. Let's, let's get back to you, though, man. Let's not worry about all that, all that new shit that's out. Um, going back to the, going back to, you know, your origins. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
Where did you develop? I mean, it's hard to just say, where did you develop the style that you, you know, your style was real wild and it, had, it was like this orchestrated chaos and it was like this real kind of like yelling, like, it's like very, very like, together you know, through the years, bro. And I, I simply collected the things that I liked un, with, without thinking about it. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and then, and then at the end of it and trying to piece together who I was and what I mean by the end of it, meaning, when I got to the life and I decided that I needed to have something, you know what I mean, that was me and, and, and piecing it together, there were some, some, some people, some styles at the end that I let uh, influence me the most. I will tell you that, first of all, I, 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 I say these people, okay, I want to say Slick Rick, I want to say Grand Pooba. My favorite, say, yep. I want to say... Um, um. Oh, uh, uh, well, they're they're having a show with the guy. Cool G rap. Cool G rap. Um, Godfather. You know these guys were the style makers uh, uh, of the time. You know what I mean? They they were different, and they did not sound the same to me. All rap that I was getting from the East Coast, most of it sounded the same to me, except. For the stylers, and I lavitated to them. Um, um, your 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 uh, origin of the style is Dude. is is uh what, what was oh, what's his name? The big guy, Chub Rock. Chub Rock. I already know. You heard fool. me say I that. I know you. Well, I, know. I heard him stretch, bro. I heard him stretch a word or two. On purpose in one song or two. People had Dude, done it. He killed. People, yeah. People had done it before. It was a natural stretch. I tell dudes like I natural. They were. They were. It was a natural stretch, but no one had single or, or focused in on, on it and made it a complete style. I've heard it once or twice on accident. These dudes did it, but Chubb did it on purpose. It seemed, but he only did it like once. You know what I mean? Or right. twice in a whole record. I know and, what you're talking about. He and, was like, something, 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 you're horrible. Okay, so, oh, dude, he was super dope, dude. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, and, no, and I go, that could be a whole style. Slick Rick, I mean, Slick Rick, like, he would, he, you would be like, you know how he would he would be two different people on every song? Right. But it was always him, right? Right. But then he'd actually probably had to record it like, well, it was one of these days, not much to do. I was running around town with my old school crew. Right, right. I kind of went down the bar. You know what I mean? He was like, actually... He was smart enough to be like, I'm going to be the man and the woman. I'm going to be two different people. I'm going to record myself on two different tracks. I mean, he was just thinking that, out of that, the box. That, you know what I mean? That part. So that, that way, because he was two people and he was cutting into his takes, he could overlap himself. You know, that that I was influenced by you. You know what I'm saying? And uh, one of the things that I was influenced by you was, and it was, I guess when you first start writing, especially when you the good life, everybody's chopping and everybody's writing like credible medical and all that kind of shit. So it's like, overlapping i used to kind of write too many words and that's why i would like every time i was recording a song by the time i got to the end of the verse that's where i kind of had that whole like and i was because i would write so many words that i would try to crash them all in to the last bar i'm like and that's where the you know what i mean you had this kind of like speed switching kind of like switching gears where you go fast slow you were kind of like toying around with the style. Right, right. Or you were like, I'm a master of this. I'm in control. Yeah, but you were like, I'm in control yet. of this. You know, right. when I was quoting you earlier, I was quoting, um, you know, songs like Firstborn. 
and stuff like that. You know what I mean? When, you, when it's like a slow ass beat and you're talking about your firstborn child and you're talking about, you know, you talk, it's like you're talking to your baby and the, you know, your, your girls and, the, and the, the baby's on the song you can hear. And, you know, you're just like, you know, and the, you know, best believe I got a shotgun and it's going to be a wedding. Like you, there's no, you know, you, you, you never were trying to write in the pocket. You just wrote what you thought. And then, and then well, you were like, let me, I'm, I'm glad you said that. Listen, the first person that I heard do the stretch style in pocket was uh, was Buster Rhymes. For sure. So I was doing the stretch stuff, but it wasn't it wasn't like you said it wasn't in pocket. It wasn't mechanical. It was sporadical. I because I was all over the place. I would do fucking. I would, it was like no pattern, you know what I mean? And the first time I heard it done in a pattern was Buster. Buster had got to the style, I think, through Peace, because Peace and Buster was hanging out. And, you know, I'm not going to, you know, whatever, let's move on from that. Freestyle Fellowship influenced a lot of people, man, on the East Coast and the West Coast, trust me. Yes. There's no that I want you to talk about that kind of stuff because that's that well, you want to talk about the worse, secret history. It's nothing though. worse than the the inventor of something not being able to display his thing and making money at it. And this happened many times in the history of this United States of America. Well, that's why we want to talk. But that's why, like, though the secret history kind of needs to be put out there so that at least it's documented okay, well, that kind of stuff you know Micah, even though we don't want to be complaining Micah like yo nine, I wrote these styles and I didn't Micah get paid nine, Micah, nine, Micah 9 Micah 9 from what I hear invented a style uh, that is probably I'm going to say the most duplicated style in the sure. history of rap volume 10 invented a style through you know collecting pieces through the through, through, through rap and Kind of, kind of, well, go you ahead. You influenced a lot of people, man. I mean, you it's, influenced. It's one of the I hear your style most at, styles. I hear your style in Outkast. I hear your styles in the second half of Ice Cube's career. I hear your styles in, in, a, in a lot of, like, wild rappers. The wild, like, MCs that are be, like, you know, that wild out and get, and get their pockets. You know what I'm saying? I mean, Listen, it is I, what it is. I, I'm going to tell, tell you a story, okay? I don't, I'm not going to tell you who told me the story. Tell me the fucking story, guys. The story it. is... That I'm sitting here listening to, uh, I'm listening to the guy from um, Old Dirty Bastard. And Mm -hmm. I'm listening to it and I'm going, wow, that sounds like me. Or something I would do. And not really wanting to really uh, admit it to myself because who wants to do that, 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 that's my style thing with a motherfucker. Nobody wants to do that anymore. We grown motherfuckers. But then the other day, I'm going to say about three or four days ago, someone from Facebook tells me about a story about the, those guys actually opening for me back in the day, in the beginning of their of their careers. And old Dirty Bastard sitting off in the corner just looking at me in amazement, going, oh, my God. Like, you know how uh, you've seen people look at me and they, like, have that look, the deer in the headlight type of look? For sure. And he had that thing, like, oh, my God, what the fuck? And, you know, later on, he did what he did. You know, you can't really tell anyone that, hey, you know, man, you know, 
I might be the godfather of that fucking style over there. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we're we're but, way past we're way past beyond the time to be like standing like, hey, I created that. Why am right, I not getting paid? Right, so it's like there's. Right. I understand where you, where you don't want to feel right. like that. I don't, but at I the don't. same time, but at the so same there, time, I just did it. But at the same time, <laughs> the secret history of the oral tradition of what is what needs to be put out there. You know what I'm saying? I, I so, would, so there's nothing wrong with that, man. Because you gotta let, let me tell you a story. Okay. The first dude that ever managed. Oh, oh, OMD um, was uh, this drug dealer, homie drug I think he lived down the street. I seen him the other day. I was trying to fuck with him. He was like, what's up, Ali? I was like, get away from me. Well, he's the first person I've ever seen with a trash can of chronic. But anyway, uh, that's it's another right. story. But anyway, I remember being at Glam Slam because he had an artist named Looney Tunes. Remember Looney? Right, Inglewood's right, finest. Right. Homie with the straight jacket on the album right, right, and shit, right, double right. dude. And him, I remember being at Glam Slam and watching him play. And he was the first person... Two years before, two, three years before, talking about the chronic. I'm smoking on the chronic, we blowing on the chronic. And Dr. Dre, Dr. Dre was right there in the, you know, in the VIP section, peeping game, this and that, this and that. So it's easy to say, hey, I seen a homie talking about the chronic. I seen Dr. Dre peeping that vibe out. And three years later, Dr. Dre being like, I'm on the chronic. You know what I'm saying? No disrespect to cats like Ice Cube, Snoop Dogg, and all those cats. But all those cats have documented, documented, and by, and I'm talking about documented where, where they had to pay money in court. You know, they had to go to court and pay fools about biting and you know paying right. it for it and they're they're not even they're, they're not even against a pl- it a gang of people um, I yeah, could have sued for bro. sure for sure so the point is though but I'm glad let's just get that off the table but I just want to say like this is just to tell people that don't know who the fuck you are or may just know pistol grip pump don't know about the history of shit I just want you know to know your style is very influential tons of artists older bastard tons of artists man definitely deep embedded cool. in the style system and I'm gonna tell you I'm gonna tell you something right now. Tell me something. Son Doobie, right? Right. We went to junior high school together. Right. I did a... Love Son Doobie. I did a... a we, a, we, all, we did a talent contest where I rapped and Son Doobie pop-locked, right? Right. Now, Son Doobie ends up being my label mate later on at Immortal Records. Right. You know... Sometimes I wonder where the fuck he got that style from. Right. You know, if he didn't catch me acting out. And this is why. I was sitting there rapping, and I go, oh, my God, that just sounded like Sun Doobie. <laughs> right. And I go, damn, did I influence him or did he influence me? I'm not sure. I start thinking about it, and I go, you know what? Don't even fucking worry about that. Don't you worry about Get yours now. Right? The issue is right. that is that no matter who the fuck sounds like what the fuck or whatever. And if I am quote that guy, I should be able to go in the fucking field and get my motherfucking money and get my motherfucking props and do what I'm supposed to do to get mine and fuck being a hater. Look, prop prop wise though, prop wise, that's kind of the whole point of this prop wise. That's, you know, to the people that know, you know what I mean? You can't blame a fucking 19 year old. That's never even heard of Karis one or De La Soul and, Blame him for not being true hip hop. You can't blame a motherfucker that just grew up and the only hip hop he knows is anything Little John and after or Ludacris and after. So we can't blame those kids for not knowing. So that's why things like this are just kind of like, you know, maybe we can open some eyes and be like, look, before there was, you know, I'll give you an example. I'll I'll never forget. I was hearing something, some other, like a J-Lo song or some shit, right? Where, Where she sampled the, it was like that beat nut sample. And I was like, that's the beat nuts. You know what I mean? It's right. like, or, or when people play me something and they're like, oh yeah, check out this shit. And I'm like, man, Agala the Don did that shit in, tw- you know, 
in 90, you know, 96. You know what I mean? Like, I'll give you an example. I was in France on tour and Riddler was out there and I was kicking it with Riddler and these producers were paying me, some hot producers were paying me some money to do a song. So we all went to the studio and they're, you know, they're setting up a beat. They played me this beat. And they were like, oh, who's your homie? And I'm like, this is Riddler from CVE, homie. Like, you don't know what's up. This is the L.A. Underground King, you know, this and that. And, that. and they're like, cool, cool. Well, they played a beat, right? And they're like, you think your homie can rap on this beat? And that beat, when I heard that beat, I was like, homie, my homie made this beat 20 uh, years ago. So right. you're doing something, you know, you're asking if That's a dude that crazy. made this same beat 20 years ago can rap over it. Homie, he created this already. You did. We That's just dope. laughing at you because we dope. pay us. We're like, pay us. But we already <laughs> did this. And it's kind of like those are the things that only the people that are in the know know. So, you know, right. like as you get older, you you know, one of my goals in this podcast thing is that you know, I'm not doing this shit for money. One of the goals I'm doing is to educate. And, you know, I give you, you know, to be like, I want to talk about Justin Warfield. I want to talk about downtown science. I want to talk about top quality. I want to talk about the Bush babies. I want to talk about the juggernauts. I want to talk about Menace Clan. You know what I mean? I want, to, I want to keep all that stuff relevant because I want someone to listen to what the fuck I'm saying and maybe punch up a Menace Clan song and then fucking become a Menace Clan fan because right. that shit is dope as fuck. Right. And so I'm just trying to be a preserver of what's dope as fuck. So you coming over is, well, is like, you know what I mean? You're, you're one of those dudes. Yeah. You're dope as fuck. And I'm going to tell you that you've influenced me. Because sure. You just, influenced me? You used to manage me. You don't remember that one week whatever, you managed me, right? Whatever, whatever. When you disappointed so me and didn't this, book me for this, a show and okay, you said so later I fired you. This is, <laughs> this <laughs> is, I got my, I got my growls going. Right, go <laughs> I got some shit like I got, that I'm doing. And I got that, you know, it's like, I don't know where I got. I think I got that from, uh, you know what? I, I know where I got that from. Hmm. I got that from this rock band. Right, okay. This rock band, um, oh, what do they call it? Just heard their song the other day. There's this rock band, and they have a song called, uh, oh, man, I, I know exactly where I got it from. It's called Who Sucked Out the Feeling. It's this one group that like, who sucked out the feeling? And I was like, dude, I used to listen to that song every day, and I was like, oh, that's where I got that, you know what I mean? Uh, and it was like, the way, dude, when I heard the song on, the, on like a CD or some shit the other day, I was like, oh, that's... Cause I was into that song for maybe like months and I was like, I'm the kind of motherfucker that listens to one album for a year every day. You know what I mean? And there was this group and they were, and they were like, and the song was like, who sucked out the feeling? And I was like, dude, the way his voice, it graveled so much that it's agitate. And I was like, Oh, I do that shit. So, you know, you can't be, you can't be afraid to like explain your influences also. Ooh, pizza. Cool. And then, um, and then anyway, but long story short, you know, you know, you're at the good life, you're doing your thing, you're influential MC, you get signed to Immortal Records, you know, uh, Hip Hopper comes out, Pistol Grip Pump becomes like a, you know, kind of like a hit, and and then it kind of like, you know, it was the summer when Snoop Dogg came out, and Snoop Dogg kind of took over the game, you know what I'm saying? And another thing that I want to educate people on is that another reason too why, even though Pistol Grip Pump was a hit and to this day still gets played on mix shows all over the country, all over the world, um, there was a, because it was pistol grip pump and you're talking about gats and guns. I remember cause I worked at, you know, I followed you to immortal records. You know, you worked at immortal, you, you were signed to immortal and funk dubious. And I, I got a chance to intern there and I was, you know, I was fascinated by, I was fascinated by Cypress Hill and funk dubious and house of pain and that soul assassin sound and the what, you know, the LA, I was half project blow. Good. I mean, I was, it wasn't even the blow then I was half good life. And then, Half, I was really loving the Soul Assassins. I jocked that sound. I wanted to be down on Cypress Hill. Yeah, yada. And so I followed you to Immortal. And the one thing about 
that whole era was, I remember they had to change your song, the chorus of your song from Pistol Grip Pump to Pump, Pump, Pump. Right. And can you explain why or what, what they told you why? Well, first I want to say that big ups to the soul assassins. For Ooh. sure. I'm about to be a soul assassin. There you go. <laughs> Me and Duke um, doing a record together. Um, we are going to start this record Monday or Tuesday, which means tomorrow we're having a meeting. We've already decided to do it. Uh, you know, Duke from Psycho Ram. Um, and so I just want to say that because you said something about Soul Assassins. Now, right. the answer to your question about pump, pump, pump. Yeah, well, this is what happened. So... They gave me real, real problems about a single. Hey, give me some Vanilla Ice. Uh, give me some MC Hammer. Dino, we weren't MC Hammer. Imagine who I was. You know who you were at The Good Life. Imagine mm -hmm. who I was at The Good Life, who we were, as some fucking label motherfucker telling you to fucking give you some Vanilla Ice. Man, I just want to stab him in the fucking heart. Like, for real, dog? Like, I can't understand what you're fucking talking what you're telling me right so i just went the opposite because that's what i did at the good life everybody was chopping so i went the opposite way you know what i mean i was like hey well i'm gonna go this way and that's what happened with there so basically you know and looking for a single topic it's crazy that we're talking about these guys but Cypress had on the radio a song called How I Could Kill a Man. Here is something you can't understand. Oh, I could just, just kill a man. Okay. And, dude, I was like, wow, you know, that's pretty dope. <laughs> you know, I couldn't believe that they were actually playing that song on the radio. Because it, he said the ultimate thing. I kill a man. It don't get no worse than that. And they actually played that on the radio. And I was like, wow. Ignorant shit went right to the top of the fucking charts. You know what I mean? And, I mean, the, the song is awesome. Don't get me wrong. It's one of the dopest songs on the fucking planet, bro. Oh, yeah. But it is a quite, you know, ghetto song, bro. You know what I mean? Like, it's niggery, for lack of a better word. And... So I just thought to myself, what fucking song can I do that's as niggery as this, you know, that's on, that's as shocking and as fucking like crazy way out as fucking I could kill a man. There right. you go. Pistol grip pump on my lap at all times, which I got from my boys UGK. You know what right. I mean? They said it, they said it, uh. Boy, uh, Bum B said it in a, in a line in one of the pockets. See, that's dope. Song. I didn't know that. See, that's what I'm saying, Bum fool. B said Love that. That. Uh, 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 said, uh, pistol grip pump on my lap at all times. Right? Mm -hmm. And niggas fuck with other niggas' shit, but they don't fuck with mine. He said that in the line. We sampled it, and it is. They couldn't clear it. No. What happened was. There was no pitch control then, and they sounded like... Oh, yeah, yeah. It didn't like, sound on time. They yeah, sounded like on time. chipmunks. So yeah, I said yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm going to tell you, and I'm going to be quite honest about it right now. I'm going to say it on, on film. So somebody take this to Bum B, man. I mean, at the time, I didn't know the politicalness 
or the right way to do things to set up songs. You know what I mean? I didn't know that I was even supposed to pay him for that song. I'm an 18-year-old kid. I don't know shit about the fucking game. Right. You know, so we ended up not giving, or I ended up not giving uh, a Bum B any credit for the song. I didn't know I was supposed to, and the label didn't tell me anything about that. Uh, it probably didn't know that's where you got it from, or, you know, it didn't. It, it, no, your boy Adrian Miller knew. Yeah. Okay, your boy Adrian Miller knew because Adrian Miller gave me. And he's not my boy. Okay. Wait, go ahead. That fool is not my boy, fool. Adrian Miller me, gave me their record. Gave right. me their record. Like, hey, volume, this is some hot shit. You need to listen to this. Mm-hmm. You know, and trying to fucking like give. But me you didn't know about public. Nobody knew. Nobody, you know, nobody knew about publishing so just, rights I'm, and shit like that. But I'm, and now listen, I'm gonna say it again. Somebody take this to Bum B. Hey, Bum B, your boy Adrian Miller is collecting your publishing because he sued me for being the writer of Pistol Grip Pump of the Hook. So this would happen. Adrian Miller was living, was working at Immortal Records. Um, he's an A and R. Um, he basically helped me, you know, was giving me music to listen to and just, you know, basically programming, like feeding, downloading shit in my head. And he gave me their record and I decided to use the, he told me, hey, listen to this. This is something new. I'm talking about the album. He gave me their album. So when... I came back to him like, hey, you know, I got this hook. I may have told him where I got it from. I would, I think I may have told him. I don't know. I, or just assumed that he knew. And he, we did, we did the song. You know, I did the song. Adrian Miller, before leaving Immortal Record, before uh, quitting, he put his name in as one of the writers. As of the one song. of the writers of the fucking song, like a faggot. So he he's in charge of turning in the artwork. So he turns in the artwork with all the information, puts his name as a writer to Pistol Grip Pump, and then quits. Right. So uh, maybe four or five months later, when the when the when the, when, the, when the record comes out, I'm sure the label knew because somebody brought it to their attention, but no one brought it to my attention. So after they dropped the album. Someone brought it to my attention and said, hey, why is Adrian Miller on the back of your fucking album as a writer? I didn't know nothing about it. And I said, ain't this a bitch? And so I go and I talk to, um, I talk to, um, by the way, that's, got crunching is two mechs eating pizza in the background. I just want to make that clear. I thought it was you. I thought it was your own teeth. But go ahead. Whatever, nigga. Go. So. Um, to get to your story. Okay, so so where was I at the story? So I brought so I brought it to Happy's and I said, "Listen, Happy, what the fuck is this?" Happy Walter, the president of Immortal Records right. at the time. Listen, what's going on with this man? Um, he tells me, "Listen, if manager anything, of Dwight Howard right now, by the way." If anything know. ever happens of this, Dino, come get me and I'll help you settle it. So, you know, whatever, you know, because I called him not too long ago or, or fucking Facebooked him about it not too long ago. But so what happened is, uh, I said, okay, and we forget about it. Years later, I'm sued by the estate of Roger Troutman for Pistol Grip Pump because that we, we, we uh, sampled more bounce to the ounce. Mm-hmm. 
and the Baker Boys. Who right. It. They 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 sampled him, and in the suit, Adrian Miller put himself as an undercard in the suit. Right. Like I guess he realized that they were suing, and so he jumped in on their suit. Right. Some kind of way. I don't know. How, you know. I'm 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 not. You know. Some legal bullshit. Right. Okay. Exactly. So. What happened was I ended up not going because there's nothing I can say about the Roger Chapman sample. We sampled it. You know what I mean? It's that. So why the fuck am I going to go? And honestly, I saw some shit about Adrian Miller in the fucking thing, but I didn't know what the fuck that was. I don't really know what the fuck this is. But I didn't go, so he won by default for the fact that I didn't show up. So Adrian Miller right now is Has making the publishing to your fucking song that gets played pop. that gets played at Dodger Stadium. He gets played every fucking week all over the country. More money off of the song I mean, than I do. I'd be in I'd be at I'd be in I'd be in Switzerland and festivals of fucking fifty thousand people, that shit's playing. I'll be fucking in France. That shit's playing. Right. I'll be fucking in New York. I'll be fucking I'm driving around I'm wait, driving wait, so, Texas. Let me say this. So 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 Bumby that's the guy who has your publishing. Now, I'm, I'm going to tell you like this. Uh, go get your paper. You know what I mean? And if you're mad at anybody, don't be that mad at the little 18-year-old kid that didn't know what the fuck he was doing. You be mad at your homeboy, Adrian Miller, because I know you know him and y'all hang out. You be mad at him for taking your publishing to the, to the you know song that you helped write. There, I gave it up. Bro, um, no, but that's and I always good. do. I always tell people and let me tell you, though, where the fucking line came from. I, how can you. I not tell the truth? But let me tell you, though, that these stories like this is kind of like one of the reasons, too, man, why why I really, really, like, hate the fucking industry. I, you know, I worked I worked at Immortal Records. I worked at Columbia Records, DreamWorks. I, I, you know, I had my little malathion promoting shit. You helped me get on with that shit. And um, I fucking hate the industry i remember since 94 95 i would see stories like this over and over and over and over again and i'd be like i would see excuse me i would see a and r's be like i'm not trying to promote that talented ass woman because she's too fat or i'd be like oh this dude's fucking gay over this other dude and i'm gonna go promote his ass or you know what i mean i i constantly would see the weirdest shit ever i've ever seen in the I would see people smoking rocks, getting fucking record deals for people smoking crack. You know what I mean? Just to kick, get kickbacks for money and drugs. So anyway, my point is, the reason that, that I appreciate you telling a story like that, even though it's like some crazy little side shit, that's the kind of shit that, that I, you know, that the industry was about. You know, people that were doing that. You know, taking your... Pub- what, how the fuck does someone that, that doesn't even... Never rapped on any right. of your shit... How does he own the... Pu- so to this day, he owns the publishing to, to those songs or to that, the songs on hip-hop rap? Just he that just, song. Just Pistol Grip. It's yeah. just Pistol Grip. And so it's kind of crazy, you know it's, what I mean? Because that song pistol. is like a... Like I said, you know, that's your... At this point in your career, you know what I'm saying? That's your signature song. And, it, yeah. and it's something that, that gets out there. And it's kind of like a song that's in the psyche of of america and it's also a thing that you know a lot of artists there's a lot of groups that that would just die to have one i've told you this before there's a lot of people that would die to have one song that made it i don't give a fuck it was 25 right. 50 years ago there'd be a lot of artists that wish that one con- that contribution takes. to the tapestry of hip-hop and that's one of your contributions and a lot of people live off that shit they eat off that one they a lot of motherfuckers live off whoop there it is you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm gonna live off that one hit 
that one moment that they do some shit. So, you know what I mean? It, it, and that's, and you know, once again, this ain't no disgruntled rapper shit. This is just, you know, I'm glad to, to, you know, get to talk to you about this. And I just want people to know the tapestry of how deep in the game you are. You ain't just, you know what I'm saying? Like, and so anyway, we'll, we'll switch it. We'll switch gears a little bit. Cause I, I definitely want to, I don't want to fucking have you here. You know, we could talk about this shit for like 10, 10 hours and shit. But, um, I, one thing I want to tell people about too is, Let's get one more question about the making of hip opera, because there is a lot of great. One thing about hip opera, another thing too, the Fugees ended up doing hip opera after you. Remember, Fugees so came good. out with a song. Yeah. Oh, no, they fucking. Yeah. I love the Fugees. I got love for them too. But the Fugees <laughs> ended up just being like, I'm gonna do hip opera too, and doing that. Fucking the Goats. Remember the Goats? They did the hip hop anyway. But uh, just you know more about your influence. But anyway, going back, that record. The one thing about that record, you know, whether it blew up or not commercially. That record was so different uh, than any other hip hop records, man. You had songs, you know what I'm saying? Show is hype, but she ain't my type. Where's the sniper? You know, Firstborn. Firstborn's an amazing, you know. In fact, we're going to play some music on the show. Um, you know what? We're going to take a ten, we're gonna take a break. I want you to, the next two songs, we're going to play two songs right now. We're going to play Volume 10, Firstborn, and we're going to play Volume 10's Where's the Sniper. So we're going to get into those two songs, and we'll be right back after that, and then we'll talk some more. Yep, yep. Word up, yo. Thanks for joining us back. 2MX Hologram Podcast. That was a little bit of volume 10. This is called the podcast? It's called the 2MX Hologram Podcast. You don't okay. even know what you'll be walking into. No. So does, does that mean I can smoke pot right now? You ate podcast with a oh, D, podcast. Cool. Oh, podcast. Podcast. Okay, listen, I'm going to hit this pot. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, you, you ate pizza, I'm going to hit the spot. It's all good. So anyway, that was two songs from, from your debut album, uh, Hip Hopper, which which uh, uh, just a classic, like I said, classic underground, rare album. Can't can't find it. You got to kind of like download it, jack it, find it. You know what I mean? It's a, it's, it was on it was on a Immortal RCA, right? Immortal right. RCA at right. the time. Great album. You know, you've had some other songs. Man, you, you had this one album too. Oh man, what was that one? What was, that, what was the second or third album you made? The one where you had this one song about, oh, it was like a crazy grinding song about going to get a computer, about hustling off a computer. You know what I'm talking uh, about? Oh, what the pawn fuck? Shop. Pawn Shop. Pawn Shop. Oh my God. Dude, you had this record, you had another Cuddy record. It's called, it was called Pawn Shop. And you had this, I think it was a song called Pawn Shop, right? Right. And it was about, it was a really gangster song. You have a lot of dope songs post that first album and uh that. and you know like i said man you're a part of the good life movement along with freestyle fellowship medusa etc 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 and um one thing i just wanted to talk to you about was um you know besides pistol grip pump and all that stuff and your experience at immortal how did you uh how did you you know what is your like what's your daily process man like i mean what is your goal now in hip-hop like you know what i'm saying you you didn't been you didn't have your ups and downs like all of us do we all go we all go through our ups and downs and, uh, you know, you, you back on the upswing. Volume 10 is an effect, homie. Like, you ain't never been gone, but the Volume 10 vibe is like, you know, you clicking up with Duke. I see you playing shows. You, you out there and about. You like getting, you know what I'm saying? You kind of like getting it in more and kind of like got your, got, got like a second wind vibe, you know? So what, what, you know, what are you, you know what I'm saying? Where are you at mentally with what you're trying to get done right now? Well, I will tell you that for our looking out. To have friends, and if you sit around and you don't have any friends and you don't have people that love you or care about you, you ain't. So, 
Yeah, I'll let you sleep on my couch. Remember that. Once. There you go. See, that's Remember that. Up. And you know what? And that's how I lived in this house. Because Existerio let me... Hey, you want to hear some funny shit? Existerio let me sleep on this couch 11 years ago. And, not, and, I've, been, and I've been living here ever since. That's not that happened. So, okay. Except you didn't move in. Right. But, you know, well, I'm just saying, it's, it's like that. I could have moved in. It's like that. I almost tried, but you were such an ass. I was like, nah. I wasn't ready for you. and <laughs> You smoked all my weed. Don't you tell anybody shit. else that I, I, I'll <laughs> smoke, I'm smoking your weed Volume now. 10 will walk in your house, and there's a sandwich on the table, and he's like, oh, what's that? That turkey? And he'll eat that shit. And you know it's true. We got a lady right next to us. She's like, oh, yeah, I see that shit. I can see that happening. So, you know, Volume 10, the one thing about you... He knows that listen, you don't fuck around, huh? Listen, somebody was trying to talk shit about you the other day. Oh, yeah, talking shit about my show. TV. Right. And you I know? said, hey. You hey, can tell homie. me the name. You can say the name on here. You can tell me. That. I said, hey, homie, <laughs> I slept on fucking two Mexican couch, man. Hey, chill out on that shit, bro. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> you know, but, you oh, can just throw any sorry, name out sorry, there. Sorry, All kind of people talk shit about me. <laughs> all right. You're what, actually what at the show or something. What is your question, man? What is your all fucking right, right. question? Your question is who's talking shit about me? Give me their name <laughs> and let's go to their motherfucking house. No. no I'm just kidding. No. But, uh, no, I'm not tripping on that shit. Okay. But, uh, lately, what? Something about lately or something? Oh, yeah. yeah. My, my, my question was, you know, where are you now? You know, 2014. What, okay, what's your mind state 20 now? 20 years out of the picture, basically, bro. Um, I went on what the Australians call a walkabout, and it took about fucking 20 years. All right. Basically, um, I mean, in coming to grips with reality, uh, I realized that uh, I, I needed to uh, grab a hold of something tangible, something real. Hip-hop was that. It's the only thing I've ever really had. It's the only thing that treated me with respect, even when I wasn't respecting myself. You know what I mean? It taught me how to be a human being, bro. My parents didn't teach me too much of motherfucking shit, bro. I learned what the fuck I learned from hip-hop, from the community of. And I will tell you that one day, hip-hop will run the world. And as and soon as we get a hip-hop president and a hip-hop queen of England, we will go ahead and take control of this fucking planet, and the world will be at peace and harmony, finally. We're waiting, you know what I mean? Now, what am I doing lately? Well, though that band of people, that band of... of uh, of spirits are helping me get back on my feet, man, because I've decided that I am tired of being a fucking, you know, jerk. And, Dude, and you were a jerk for a long time, <laughs> fool. I was, I was not, I was not behaving correctly, and there's a lot of things. I mean, I went through my rock and roll stage, man. There's a lot of substances, substances. <laughs> That uh, are going around, bro, and I don't mess around anymore, man. I'm, I'm heading. I'm, I'm gonna just tell you the truth. I'm, I'm, I'm heading on two years sober, bro, from you know, hard drugs, and um, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's called the gift of sobriety. I will tell you that I really wouldn't have any of this stuff if I was still messing around with drugs, bro. It, it doesn't mix, um, you know, success and drugs. Don't mix. You know what mix? Money and drugs mixes. So if you're a rich person, you can go do drugs. I see I see successful rich people all the time on drugs. But a poor dude trying to make it will never do anything on drugs. So I'm, I'm off that stuff, bro. And I will tell you that I'm not going to give it back. I'm not going to give 
right back, man. I have it by the chokehold again, and I'm not giving it back. I'm not giving it back. I'm not giving it back. I don't give a fuck what you send to me. You're not going to turn me. I don't give a fuck. You keep it. I'm not giving this back. So, what's up? Uh, for sure. And I know you, you kick it a lot with L.A. Cool. Unfortunately. CR. Unfortunately. And, uh, oh, what's all wild? What's all, what's all crazy, homie? <laughs> Twin. Twin. <laughs> Fucking. Yes. Yeah, he be oh, on man. one. That's listen, the homie right there. Listen, he be on listen, one, though. Listen, listen, listen. That fool's like an extra Should from I Escape from New York. He's oh, like an extra from, he's an extra from Escape from New York and shit. Dude, I will tell you something after we're done with this, man. But the bullies are exactly what the fuck the name is. The they're good life bullies, for sure. bullies, man. So, and, so. And, and that's one thing that I see you on, and, and I'm happy that you're fucking with the homies. And I like who's a dope-ass motherfucker. I need to get him up in here. Okay. Um, the leader of the Good Life Bullies, I may add. Oh, L.A. Cool? Oh, <laughs> I know. Cool. Hey, I'm going to get him on here in my bag. We're gonna get, we gotta, I got a quick request, uh, my homie. Go, I am. Go, no, I want to say this. I want to say this. No, I have to say this. Because it's about, I, have, I am not a Good Life Bully. You're not a Good Life Bully? Oh, no, yeah. They, they kicked I, you out the group. There huh? you go. I know, homie. I yeah. am. I am. There, kicked around <laughs> six person. You a good life bully though. You're a good life. You're a good life bully though. They guy they, that they pull you out. You and they crew. You like, and, I'm their mascot, bro. You the you the mascot with a, with a bigger kid. hit than all of them. It doesn't matter. You the you the man. Do they love when you? When I'm when I'm with them, around them, I'm the mascot. They love you though, man. If you fell in trip, they would pick you up. I believe so that's that. all. I that's all that, that matters. I got a quick request. Good looking out. Those are my brothers. That's it. I love y'all. Good I got a quick, in the house. I got a quick request. Well, just it's not like a request this. like I want you to perform, but my homie said uh, he wanted to give a shout out to Styles on Deck. He said that's his favorite song. Really? Yeah. I got Styles on Deck. I could not do that song if I tried right now. Dude, that song. Or, or um, don't I? try to claim that style. You motherfucking liar. Jump on the bandwagon. I don't know. Liar, 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 pants on fire. <laughs> I'm saying that's, that's my volume 10 impression. I could I could do a volume 10 impression on certain occasions. That's my that's my, oh, my volume 10. Oh, yeah, you want, oh, you want me to kick your verse? <laughs> nah, uh, I don't want you to do that. I'm going to do that. I don't really want well, to turn, when you leave, I'm going to come back and act like I was you and just say a bunch of stupid shit. That's fucked up. And just be like, you know, I'm going to just talk about a bunch of shit in your voice. Can I can I talk about something? Can I, talk, I want to talk One about last the new, thing, the yeah, new album. It. We'll talk about the new. Let me get my shots out and take control of this microphone. All right, go ahead. Oh, like you haven't been? All right, then. Fuck. Go ahead. Hit me up on Facebook. It is Volume Ten, Volume Ten. V O L U M E T E N, one word, space, Volume Ten. That's a simple one. On this one's not so simple. On um, oh shit. On Instagram, I'm Dino Volume Ten One O. That, too much. Let's see. That's it. I don't know. So it's Dino Volume Ten Hawkins. So it's my it's my real name plus Volume Ten in the middle. But you got to use the one O. Okay. On my Twitter, it's at Dino Hawkins, not Volume Ten because I can't figure out how to break back into my Volume Ten <laughs> account on my Twitter. So uh, hit me up. The new album is called Brain Damage. That's my solo album, Brain Damage, because that's what the fuck I'm experiencing. Brain damaged in this motherfucking world right now, but it's okay. I'm a survivor. I got another request. Knock out your skull. Oh, knock out your skull. Oh, knock out your skull. Oh, knock out your skull. What is left of nothing but brain dangling? Anyway, if you know about that song, that's a that's a from a uh, La Misa Negra. 
You asked me a, a question out. about the Hip Hopper album that yep. I didn't get Break a chance to answer. Listen, um, that it's it's really nice when you're able to take all of the songs that you have acquired through your whole life, which wasn't that long. I mean, I was only 19, but I had a lot of songs from 15 to 19. You're able to cherry pick those songs and put them on an album. And that's why the album was so good. Everybody was like, why is this album so good? To me, it was just because I had four or five years of work and I was able to pick the songs. Those were your polished hits that you were already doing at The Good Life and like going every week to The Good Life. You kind of like... You know, I've seen you do Pistol Grip Pump twice at the live, and I've seen, I remember, like, Where's the Sniper? So it was kind of like, you know, when you make your debut album, it was kind of like all your good material right. accumulated right. up to that point, your hits, you know? Like, like how, Great I, album. How, how I did, I, I got a new song called Uncle's Children, and I did the song. It's a very, very good song, the way I recorded it. But, and, you know, four months later of me practicing it for these shows, it's stronger now than it was then. You know what I mean? I may I may want to go back and do some of these songs over, but I don't I don't know. Was was, was there a point to that? I, I need to change. Is this what I look like for real right now? It's horrible. Look at that, look at that little leg, full little white legs. I'm gonna go put some pants on. Uh, Jesus Christ, this shit looks. I really think you need to trim down the beard yeah. because the beard is so thick. And no, fluffy. dude, the legs. Fool, look with the Nikes. That shit no, looks. The beard looks makes like your, I'm in my underwear. The beard makes your legs look skinny. Because yeah, the fool. beard is so huge, what it happened? makes you look so skinny. What happened to me? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Dude, I thought, you know, I, I heard there was no video involved. So, you know, I was on some Al Bundy shit trying to be at my own house on a Sunday. But Jesus, anyway. I got but, my St. Fatty's gear on. Oh, yeah, you do. <laughs> lime green fucking tennis Which means you haven't shit. taken a shower. Since no, I have shit. taken a shower. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm just saying. It's just my shit was so fucking <laughs> brand new. I just, you just I'm aware you this just shit left again. the venue this no, morning. No, no, I'm not taking a shower, but the clothes aren't clean. I'm just fucking with you. But anyway, <laughs> I want to thank you, man. I, want, I, don't, I don't know how long, how long have we been into this? 49 minutes? All right, that's, that's, pretty, pretty good. that's pretty good. That's pretty good. I'd say, um, um, you know, we're going to wrap it up. Okay, let's wrap it up with this one. Oh, shit. I'm not going to let you survive until I get on Rhymefest. Oh, I blew you up. Oh, uh, yeah, no problem. We'll hook it up. I thought you were going to kick a rhyme. Kick a and rhyme. I don't want to wait kick to a fucking uh, uh, Rhymefest 18. All right, I'm going to put you on Rhymefest sooner than that, but you got to kick a verse, so kick a verse. I don't care if none of y'all like me. Likely to eat out your grandma, spicy. Little twang to her booty thing. Jay Swift put the flame to the pipe thing. Platinum came out to speak a dog, caught a contact. Then it's power rap. Then I spat green snot on the bitch back. Caught a hazmat team, she's milking. Add that to the list called hate team. If you been where I been, then you're stinking. Bubble guts with your fag fuck stinking. Blaming the victim so I get dumb on my swollen right testicle. I'm a miracle walking. They've been plotting on my death because I left something. Been giving a fuck about these rotten hoes who left me to die. The most high knows I ain't what they made. Switchblade, I'd rather fall on. Then go on living like them slum. Don't slung on everybody. Me, gangster brother.
There you go. That's right. Make some noise, y'all. That's volume 10 right there. One of the greatest ever right there. And uh, on the real, man, thank you for coming out, man, and sliding by. And, thank you, know you what I'm for allowing me to sleep on your couch oh, the yeah, dozen times that I did it. All good, fool. It was cool, but I really appreciate how you left me in your house and allowed me to watch your television, too. That was and smoke really... all my weed, eat all my food. All of I it. Know the deal, I, I left you a little bit right. of something, nah, you know what I mean? Not really, fool. I, hey, but listen. Eat all the cookies. But listen. I, I know, fool. I was I a good I investment, did. though, bro. You, you're one of my idols, man. You know, you know that. Out. You know that I. I don't, I don't know. Uh, I don't forget my friends, man. You were always good to me. You know what I'm saying? And, and you know what I'm saying? Like, I always believed in your talent, it's all good, bro. Man. Hey, you know what I mean? I, you, I always thought you were a good, peaceful person on this planet, man. I always appreciated you. For sure. Well. For sure, man. And, you know, you know, you know, at the end of the day, fuck, fuck all this hip hop shit, man. You know, I'm your homie at the yeah, end of the day. There you go. So, you know what I'm saying? I appreciate you. I almost appreciate you being I got here. a couple dudes for you. Man. Don't don't get into the don't get into when people hate on me, which right. is every day. Right, don't right, even right. trip on it, man, because then you'll spend a lot of your time, right, right, right. Okay. you know, caught up in some bullshit. Because okay. <laughs> that shit's a full time. <laughs> defending me is like a full time job. You know what I mean? Like me too. Not yeah. so much lately, but yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm right now. I'm hitting my point right now where like I'm either like a lot of people lo love me, but then a lot of people, I you know, you kind of inadvertently have to disappoint a lot of people for a lot of right. people to love you because right. you can't please everybody right. so there's a lot of people that you know they, they feel like i don't call them back or like i walk into a place and you know when you walk into a building and you shake 30 people's hands but then there's 60 people you don't shake hands those 60 people are like fuck him he didn't acknowledge me so you can never really please everybody right well here's you know a, here's a, here's, a, here's one stop asking us for, to do shit for fucking free that's a good one I'm talking about these rappers out here, these artists that, man, oh, we're fucking walking up trying to ask some goddamn to sell you his painting for free. Motherfucker, pay him for his painting, bro. Sure. Pay me for my fucking, my material. Pay me for my shows, bro. Stop fucking around. Okay, I'm done. All right, there you go. There you go. Yeah, you're shaking <laughs> you, your fist. Sir. Shaking your fist and shit. Alejandro! Like, oh, these rappers now. You know, anyway. But, um, I need to smoke anyway, you know, so we out. And, uh, you know what? We're gonna go out with another song. I'm, I'm gonna play a classic song that I, that you'll easily find, That's brother. Some new shit, man. Come on. You gotta see. You play you got Uncle something. Children. You got Uncle, something. It's Uncle's Children on YouTube. It is. Yeah. You got it. It's volume Ten, Uncle's Children. All right, we gonna go out with Volume Ten's Uncle's Children. Boom. And that's gonna be three songs. And uh, I want to thank you once again for uh, listening in. Uh, you know, Platform Collection. You know what I'm saying? We got a lot of dope shows, and uh, on on the whole site. You know what I'm saying? Got the crappy awesome podcast that you need to be checking out. We got the Wake the Flock Up. Check it out, man. I was checking out the site the other day and I was seeing all kind of stuff, the Curtis King stuff, and I was watching like all these little videos. It's it, it's a it's a lifestyle website, man. It's like there's stuff on there, you know what I mean? And it's like it's kind of dope, you know what I mean? It's like you could really actually go on that website and get lost and and and, and find things and have hours of content and entertainment. And uh, I want to thank all the people, you know, on Instagram, Twitter, and whatever, and all that shit that follow me. And I want to thank AWOL1 for the, for, the, for the theme song, like always. And uh, we'll catch you. This was episode number five of the 2MX Hologram Podcast. And we'll catch you on episode six. Peace. Yeah.